This is the Straight from the Net podcast with Jamie and Danielle. We say bad words and talk about inappropriate things that you may not want your coworkers, small children, or the easily offended to hear. Listener discretion is advised. Well, hello everybody. This is the Straight from the Net podcast. And as always, I'm Danielle. Hi, I'm Jamie. <laughs> you didn't want to be dramatic about it. Nice to meet you all, finally. <laughs> Coming straight from, or straight from the 302, which is Delaware. Not in Ohio. Delaware. Delaware. Delaware what? Where? Huh? What? <laughs> <laughs> so, Danielle just drug me out to the um, wig store. and it Which was, was closed. It was closed. She's I very upset. I guess. I don't know what her obsession with the wig store is. Because I always wanted to go in there, and now that my hair's shorter and I saw how long it was, I've been contemplating if I should just get a wig sometimes, like, to wear. Kind of like, you know, Kim from The Real Housewives, you know how she always wears, like, a really beautiful, long, blonde wig? Dolly Parton also wears wigs. Dolly Parton also, yes. So I'm thinking, maybe I should just get one to have one. I mean, whatever floats your boat. Uh, she is judging me so hard I'm right now. I'm not judging her because... You her judging eyes. Because look how thin my hair is on top now because of the surgery. Because I'm, I'm in the hair loss um, it section. Look that long. It, it's very thin. I mean, it doesn't look that thin, I mean. It's very thin. And I, I had made a joke to Paco about getting a nice lace front. And he was like... <laughs> a nice lace front. He was like, you don't need a wig, babe. Oh, my God. So, hear this. These are these little butterscotch candies that I'm obsessed with all of a sudden. The ones Grandma used to keep at the bottom of her purse, little yes. butterscotch discs. Well, my daughter is also obsessed with them. Now Danielle is. They're so yum, yum, yum. Okay, my boss and I do real estate appraising, so we went out to go look at a house, like you know, down the road here, and it, there was a little thing, like a little candy dish, and it had the cinnamon kinds. And it had the butterscotch kind. Oh my god, it had the cinnamon kind? Mm-hmm. And her and I both were like, oh my god, give me every butterscotch they have. So we grabbed like a couple and, you know, we're eating them. And now I'm like, I need that in my life. But it's funny because they're so bad for your teeth. Like, after I'm done now, I'm going to have like four of these by the time this is all over. And I'm going to have the nastiest film all around my teeth, like for the sugar. And like, it just, I can't help myself. And they were only $1.24 for a big ass bag at the shop right today. So I grabbed them. Well, they were probably left out for the ghost. You probably took somebody's ghost offering to keep the the haunts at bay. It wasn't that house that was haunted. I know we've been in another house before that felt haunted. I was like, we gotta get the hide here. I was like, I feel like he beat her. And sure enough, they said it was a domestic thing. And that's why they lost their house. Yup. And I was like, oh my God, look at me just knowing shit. Right? They should have called the cops. Well, it just felt ugly in there. I don't know. It's like weird. If you've ever been to a house before, my old house... I never, ever, 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 ever wanted to go into the back room of this house. We lived in a ranch, and all the bedrooms and the bathroom on the right side, and then, like, the living quarter type, you know, like, living room, kitchen, all that stuff was on the left. Well, the back right room just felt icky. Like, none of us wanted to ever go in there and come to find out some kid had, like, hung himself there when he was, like, 14, like, 30 years ago. I'm like, oh, that's so weird. And then we always had, like, weird shit happen in the house all the time. Our house was straight haunted. And I'm not the only one who thought that either. I've had, like, John Brown came and stayed at my house a long time ago, like, our little transient friend. And he came in and woke me up in the middle of the night and was like, somebody is telling me to get the hell out of that room. Like, in the middle of the night, I was like, shut up. And then there was another time when I was asleep in my room, 
and I didn't hear it, but the boys did, where something was banging on the door and scared the living shit out of them. And it woke me up, but I was, like, so out of it that I kind of went back to bed because I was like, nah, it can't be. Whatever, the next day, the boys were like, no, we were, like, in, we came out to get a drink, and something went, boom, real out on my bedroom door, and it scared the living shit. Like, Christopher fell back, like, it scared the hell out of him. Like, so many things have happened. And I'm like, thank God we're not in any of that crap now. But we were in this house that was not haunted. They had butterscotch. It was amazing. And me and Kathy stole like 25 pieces of the goddamn candy. And now I'm obsessed with them. And now this is what I'm rolling around in my mouth while I'm coming to you, people. Well, I have a whole shit ton of haunted stories from Salem. Like, if we're going to do a one about paranormal. Because, you know, I'm about that life. Oh, we but, should do. We should do a one. Like, right we now. Do the next one. Right now, singing officers use karaoke with cops to fight crime in Philadelphia. I don't know how it works, but... Let's find out. Let's find out. What does it say? Oh, God, why is it when there's a video you have to watch another video? Ugh. It's the worst. It's the worst. It's hard one. I think that's my problem. You need to see, I have an Emeprazole if you need an Emeprazole. You want me to go get you one? Yeah. Okay. While we're waiting for this to happen, I'm going to go get her a Meprazol. <coughs> because that's what you get on this podcast. Coughing and a Meprazol. Right. <laughs> and shit that's just not ready to be read yet. <laughs> okay, so I'm watching this video. And it's a bunch of people dancing. And it's the community with police officers, which I think is awesome when police officers in the community are having fun, but you can apparently do karaoke with a cough. Cop. So every Friday, two police officers fill the streets of Philadelphia with music and dancing. The two officers say it's their way of helping transform one of the city's most violent communities. Anybody done karaoke with a cop before? Offer Officer Shamazandine. 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 Nur Ali Bachman. There's, that's a long-ass name. I suggest that maybe we should do karaoke. The rest is pretty much history. On Fridays, the two cops block off a busy intersection in West Philadelphia and host the block party with karaoke and dancing. Oh, that's kind of fun. I grew up in West Philadelphia, where there were where we are now, and I I have seen so many people get hurt by violence. So I wanted to be the answer, the solution by the local neighborhood hero was my goal. And a DJ volunteer sits time, and oh. every week we do this. So, we always see police officers using too much force or abusing their power. But we rarely see indicate incidents where we see officers in a positive light, Officer Justin Harrison said. Oh. The officers hope to change the outlook on cops for the world. All we need is a conversation. A conversation can change a lot. But these people, they sing with the cops and they dance and they do the electric slide. and That and sounds fun. They close off a city block and they just do their thing. Oh, I like that. Maybe we should do karaoke. And the rest is pretty much history. Oh, so. So basically, he was like, I want to be a singer and a cop. Yeah. And this is a way I can bring it all together. Well, you know what? That ain't creativity. It is. And good for that. And everybody's dancing in the parking lots. And the. And I think that is an amazing idea. And way to go. Way to go, Philly. Yeah, way to go. I love that. That's so nice. I'm really digging that. You know what I'm digging? Because Danielle and I love karaoke. You know what's funny, though? Like, speaking of cops. What'd your brother do? He's a cop. 
No. <laughs> oh, like, we know that. <laughs> what? No, my brother didn't do anything. Oh. Um. Oh, God, he tells me stories all the time, but I don't know if he'd want me to tell him on the podcast, so to save myself the swift tongue lashing I would get. Did he ever find out that we were talking to him no, on the podcast? No, but I told my mom about it, and she was like, he's going to fucking kill you. I was like, <laughs> he is going to fucking kill me, and she was just laughing, and I was like, but what if it really worked out? Like, eventually, like, he doesn't end up with someone... And eventually we get really big and people, like, like know who we are. And then they're like, oh, well, I want to do it because, you know what? A fucking disgusting Chris Watts can fucking get women right in there saying, oh, he's, you know, innocent even though he's guilty as shit. My brother can get himself some really good ones. I'm right. just saying. And it could work out. And then maybe he won't give me a tongue lashing. But speaking of Chris Watts, they are making that into a Lifetime movie. Yeah, I saw that shit. Uh-huh. You knew they were going to, The good though. thing is, though, he can't profit off of it. Yeah, but you knew he was going to do that. I mean, I knew that was going to happen. So, they're doing it. He's getting one. Where's the other one? There's a whole bunch of stuff, though. It was neat. Hold on. There's another one somewhere. I guess I'm not going to be able to freaking find it now. Oh, Matrix 4 is coming back out. I don't know if we talked about that already or not. Uh, I might have said in the last podcast. You did, because we were talking about Keanu. That's right. You know what? Eventually, he's going to be on our podcast. I just believe it. I'm a firm believer in the secret. Somehow, I've managed to make the secret work for me in some matters. And Keanu Reeves is going to be on our podcast one day. I've been screaming Keanu Reeves' name while I masturbate for years, and he's never come to me. (laughs) Oh, my God. I could have gone my whole life without knowing that. (laughs) Um... What did I just see, though? I just saw something. I was like, oh, my God, i got to talk about that. Oh, my God, this is kind of funny, though. Let me talk about this one real quick. I was going to talk about something, and I don't remember what I was going to talk about. But a man, this was posted on November 5th, so I'm, like, behind the eight ball because, like, that was back when I had no man, and I was, like, bored all day long, and I had nothing to do but just do the shit. So this was on Channel Channel 2 in Utica, New York. So it's up there with y'all up in the Hudson Valley. Hi, guys. What's happening? I hope you're listening. It's cold up there. It is fucking cold it's up cold there. It's cold as fuck balls up there. I am sick as a dog because I was so close to Canada I caught their cooties. Oh my god. A man stole an electric shopping cart from Walmart and drove it from one bar to another to avoid a DWI. Really? I thought it was really great that this was like something that they posted up there because I thought it was going to be from Florida and come to find out it's Louisiana. Really? Yeah, a Louisiana man was arrested after stealing an electric-powered shopping cart from Walmart to avoid getting a DUI. Bryce Kendall Williams, 32, was charged with felony unauthorized use of a movable, of a movable. Oh, no kidding. That's what they call them. Movables. After driving the motorized shopping cart over half a mile away from one bar to another, his bond was set at $2,500. Like, Sunday after he says his deputy with the sheriff's office responded to a bar in Huma, Louisiana, around 1230 a.m. Sunday after receiving a complaint about someone arriving to a bar in a shopping cart, according to the statement. The town is about 60 miles west, southwest of New Orleans. When the deputy arrived, he found the shopping cart parked between two cars in the bar's parking lot. He just pulled it in like it was a regular car, like everybody else. Instead, Williams told the responding deputy that he was at a different bar and thought that if he drove his car, he could get charged with a DUI. Instead, Williams opted to steal the electric shopping cart, which is meant for disabled people, and drive it to a different bar, the sheriff's office said. <laughs> CNN has not determined whether Williams has legal representation at the time of this article. 
Well, it's got a basket for his beer. Uh, I mean, you're just begging for it. Yeah. They were just really begging for it in this case because the guy actually, it's, it's kind of brilliant if he wasn't so stupid. It's like, it's equal parts idiot and brilliant at the same time, right? Right. But that's, that's drunk intuition. <laughs> drunk intuition. I'm just thinking, well, could he get, I guess he could. Like, you, might, you can get a DUI if you're on a bike. Yep. You can. So it's like, what's the difference? But Apparently this you can like, get hey. a DUI when you're not even driving in a horse and buggy. <laughs> I know. Remember? They pulled him over and the yeah. horse was the one driving. Right. If you Speaking, don't know about that one, that was one. I don't remember what episode that was. That was that a was long time ago. Shit. Long time ago. I think it was 17. Hmm. Um, so there was a fisherman who was going um, fishing for the big spotted bass in Georgia. And he discovered a submerged van with a body inside. <gasps> oh, my God. While trying to catch some big spotted bass for which Georgia's Lake Lanier is known, angler Jason Millen stumbled across something nobody wants to see. While fishing roughly 20 years off the bank in a small cove, he saw something shiny in the clear lake. He headed toward it, and once he got the boat directly over it, 15 feet of water, he realized it was a white van. He immediately called for help and told uh, WSB-TV that he noticed a large crack in the windshield which he assumed occurred when the boat hit hit it at some point. When the driver arrived, when the divers arrived to look at the van to remove it, they discovered the body of a fifty-six-year-old Van Dobb. He had oh. been reporting missing reported missing since June. Right. Authorities do not expect foul play at this time. The angular Jason Millen said there is a dirt road very close to the shore where the van was found. Cause of death is still being investigated, and we'll update this story with more details when they're known. Oh. But they show a picture of the van. Hold on. Put my glasses back on. Oh, wow. It's been down there a while. Yeah, since June. So I mean, at least the family has closure now, and it looks like he just, he just got knocked himself out and went in. Like, it, it was, um. He yeah. knocked himself out? Like, he had an accident and hit his head, and that's, he, I'm hoping he didn't suffer. I think that he went into is, the Wait, water. is that what they said? They said no foul play, but there was a crack in the windshield. So I think he must have, like, hit something like a tree or something and ended up in the water because there was a wooded trail that the car was driving on. But the tree would have made more damage besides the cracked windshield. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I, I'm hoping that it, it, it was just, like, I don't know. Well, here's another one about somebody driving some weird-ass shit. But this is, like, it's funny but not funny. It's funny because it's not happening to me. Okay. So, this was for 11 ABC News, and this was dropped on September 24th. Totally missed it. But it says, 11-year-old boy drives 200 miles to meet stranger from Snapchat. Do you fucking imagine? Stop meeting people online. I know. It's so scary. I'm like, oh, my God. So, it says, in Charleston, South Carolina, an 11-year-old boy is back with his family after police said he drove 200 miles to meet an unknown male he met on Snapchat. He, what, did he steal somebody's car? Just says he, yeah, well, obviously he stole somebody's car. Police in South Carolina said the boy drove alone from Sim Simpsonville all the way to Charleston. Authorities said he pulled up next to a police officer around 1230 a.m. Monday. Officer Christopher Braun realized the child was the only person in the car. The boy told the officer he had driven for three hours and was lost. The child told Braun he had taken his brother's car, his brother's car, and there you go, and was using the GPS on his father's tablet to find an address in Charleston of an unknown male who had given him the address through Snapchat. The address was lost when his GPS signal went out. 
Oh God! So this guy's gonna get away with luring kids. No, um, I don't. I don't know if it will or not. Because I think. Let me see. Hold on, I'll go back to that part in a second. But it says the boy gave Ron his father's name and telephone number. Police were able to reunite the child with his family. The investigators are now analyzing the tablet the child was using to recover information. So they're going to try and find him. But it's Snapchat, like, I don't know if they'll be able to find it because after, that's the whole purpose of Snapchat. It's, everything goes away. So I kind of wonder, you know what I mean? But he had the address. So I'm, like, wondering if there's anywhere they could find the address and then they'll find the person. I hope they do find him. And they, I hope that he gets arrested because he's a creeper. Well, I mean, who, what did it say? Wait, did it say me in? Because I just got rid of it. I don't know. They said a person he met on Snapchat. So it kind of alludes to the fact, does it? Okay. I'm like, oh my God, that's so scary. What you got? There's a lot of death. A lot of death. A lot of death. (laughs) Were you like on a certain kick last week or what? No. Um, so there's a mysterious fireball (laughs) falling to earth. It crashes in Salem and police investigate. Police are investigating a mysterious large fireball Falling to Earth spotted in Salem, Oregon. Oh, Oregon again. Oh, wow. Oregon, it's where the... It's, it was probably an alien ship. After they oh, just, okay. Is that after, what we're on after now? After they just sucked all the blood out of your cows. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, my God. In southwest of Polk County, the fiery trail was reported by a local residence about 4.50 p.m. local time on Thursday. According to Lieutenant Dustin Newman, a spokesman for the... Polk County Sheriff Office said the incident was reported as a plane crash, but its exact location remains undetermined. According to the PSCO, the PCSO, which posted images of the sighting on its Facebook page, it is currently investigating a large fireball falling to the earth in the southwest of area of Polk County. The fireball was reported as a plane crash. Didn't we just say this? But they can't find it. After the 911 call came in, we were all able to get a helicopter in the area. It's a pretty remote area. And they didn't see anything of any concern. There were no reports down to aircraft either. We really believe it was a meteor as of yesterday. And somewhat rare meteor shower out of, the, out of our area. So, um, apparently there's a picture of it going down, but now nobody can find it. Nobody can find it. What does that mean? I'm thinking it's the light of the sunset reflecting off a cloud or a jet trail. Somebody said, but other people are saying that, you know, it's weird. Well, it's a freaking fireball. Right, because back in July, a large fireball was spotted shooting across the sky in Florida, which was reported to be space debris by the AMS in West Palm Beach. Right. So... There's fireballs falling down, but then once they hit the ground, we can't find them? Right. Weird. Very, very weird. That is very, very weird. Hmm. What the hell? Like, that's kind of interesting, because that's something, like, that's so up my freaking alley. Oh, well, so is this one. Because NASA videos show alien ships observing space shuttle in Columbia, Missouri. What? What is this on? This is on... International Business Times. It was on November 4th of this year. And what is it? Read it again. International Business Times. It says NASA video shows alien ships observing Space Shuttle Columbia. The Space Shuttle Columbia mission. UFO expert claims that the video taken by NASA shows a multiple 
a multiple alien vessels hovering a ne near the space shuttle Columbia during its STS-75 mission. One expert even speculated that the aliens may have predicted the tragic accident that destroyed NASA's spacecraft. The video of the alleged UFO sighting was shared by the YouTube channel of Sound Mind and Body. According to the owner of the channel, the video was taken during STS-75, which was the 19th mission of NASA's Columbia Orbiter. The mission was officially launched in 1996. As the spacecraft moved over the planet, it came across several bright objects hovering just above Earth. The objects were a different, of different sizes, and many of them appeared to be flashing. After NASA saw the footage, in, it referred to the image as a bed of diamonds due to the bright objects. Mm. <laughs> According to Scott, warning of ET database, the objects were part of a UFO fleet that were observing the space shuttle. Filmed during the mission, launched on February 22, 1996, um, the entire UFO fleet shows up behind the space shuttle. He wrote in a blog post, the Columbia Space Shuttle was in orbit around the Earth when they noticed these diamond-like craft shimmering below them. Warning, then claimed that the UFOs may have been observing the NASA and the Columbia's mission for quite a while. He then said that the aliens who operated the objects knew the spacecraft would encounter a fatal accident during the future mission. Warning noted that the aliens were able to learn about the incident through time travel. The accident. Oh my goodness. Yeah, now it's getting crazy. The accident was warning referred to blah, blah, blah. So anyway, I'm looking and I don't see the pictures they're talking about. I mean, there's a video. Now it's saying the video is unavailable. It's the government. They don't want us to see <laughs> It's the Illuminati. They're keeping us down. They don't want us to see this information. So anyway, the, the aliens trying to warn the spacecraft that um, the shuttle would explode on its 28th mission, killing all seven crew members on February 1st, 2003. Aliens are ancient and have been around millions of years before us. Some billions of years, he added. Time travel is just one of the doors open when they discovered faster than light travel. Hmm. Dun, dun, dun. So they're saying they shimmer? They said shimmer. they were like diamond, like shimmery spacecrafts. You know what? The reason I said that, because remember a long time ago I called you and I was like, oh my God, I had this dream that aliens invaded the earth. Right. And I went running for my life and I was screaming for the kids to hide and they were like blowing up houses. Well, in the dream, when I looked up, they were coming through the clouds and they were coming through the clouds and they were like silvery, you know what I mean? Like it was weird and like all the light was kind of bouncing off the bottom of them and they shimmered. Really? Yeah, so that's why I was like, well, that's weird. I mean, not necessarily weird. I mean, it, it doesn't have to correlate necessarily, but I just thought that's really weird that they're saying they shimmered because that's kind of what they look like in that dream. But the dream was so real that I woke up like, you know, out of breath. My heart was racing. I was crying because I thought the kids were going to die. Like, I thought we were all going to die because they were just blowing up all these houses. But that's how I ended up writing what was, it ended up becoming the first book and memoirs of a dreamer because the memoirs of a dreamer the second book the books that i wrote because everybody's like what the hell is memoirs of a dreamer i wrote two books and originally the second book was supposed to be the first one and then i had that dream and i tied them together and that's how it became the first book and it was from a dream where these things came out of the clouds and they were shimmering like that right so that's weird well that's what it says that's really kind of neat you know there's something else that's like weird up in um 
they actually just posted this on November 18th, which was my mom's birthday. I swear to God, she every time I call her on her birthday, she says she's 78 years old. She's been 78 years old now for like a decade. Like, I'm like, so how old are we now? 78. Huh. I'm like, okay. I'm like, is that like, you know, when before when we didn't want to hit 40, we were like, oh, we're 39 times three. <laughs> she's 78 times four. But, um, so happy birthday, my mom. I know it's after this fact, but just wanted to make sure I document that. So on the, um, it's called Unofficial. And it was on November 18th. And it said the sun will set in Barrow, or Barrow, Alaska this afternoon. It won't rise again until 2020. Oh, they're in for their, what? Is their it dark, like three yeah, months dark of set. darkness? Mm -hmm. It says, I can't even pronounce what the hell that was. It was known as Barrow, Alaska, and now it's U-T-Q-I-A-G-V-I-K. Jay? <laughs> can you please, oh, <laughs> our little fact checker. We got to start having him on the show when he comes back with the fact checks. We got to like start getting him to come on the show so he can tell us what it was. He'll have like his two second spot. He'll be like, hi, I'm Jay. And this is what they meant. <laughs> so Jay, if you could um, would it phonetically tell us what the name of that Alaska town is. Spell uh, it slowly for him again. Again, it is U as in umbrella. No, I'm kidding. I don't know that slow. U, T as in Tom, Q, I, A, G, V as in Victor, I, K. All right? Thanks, babe. Oh, and it's in Alaska. Okay, thanks, babe. So, <laughs> so it used to be called Barrow. All right, so just plunged into polar darkness that will last the next two months. Today, the sun will set on the city around of around 4,300 residents for the final time of 2019. The next dawn will be on January 23rd, 2020. That's a period of 67 days of total darkness. Hundreds of miles north of the Arctic Circle, this place called, used to be called Barrow, is the northernmost city in the United States. It's located 2,000 miles north of Seattle, Washington. A school teacher in the town posted the above photo, and it shows, like, the photo. And she said, the photo of our last sunset today. The kids and I watched it from our classroom window. It was beautiful. And then this was the picture. Bye. Isn't that That's neat? That's how you get vampires. I think that's what they did, though. I think yeah, they did that, do a movie like that, didn't 30, they? It was called 30 Days a Night. Is it 30 Days uh -huh. a Night? Yeah. I'm like, that is so weird. Could you imagine? Vampires that's... don't like the sunlight, and that is the prime pickings. But it's just weird to me. Like, I couldn't imagine, like, no matter what time of day I wake up, it won't matter. It's dark. Because it's always going to be dark. That's what yes. I'm Like, I don't know how, like, like, I kind of am curious. Jay? <laughs> is there any other articles out there that talk about these people and if their circadian rhythm gets confused? Because at that point, if it's always dark. Does the 30, other way, other words, does the 30 days of darkness fuck people up there? Yeah, like, I mean, because, like, do they get, do they still move on with their lives as normal? I mean, they have to. to. Well, no, they do, but, like, are they used to it at that point and it doesn't matter to them? Or do some people start having issues? Like, I kind of am curious. So. I would have severe depression if I didn't have sunlight for that long. I don't know. I think I would definitely be screwed up. But so, Jay, if there's anything you can find out about that, that'd be kind of neat because I really want to know. He's, like how they he, you do know what he's thinking? He's like, bitch, that that was a joke and, and I am actually unpaid. <laughs> well, yeah, but I think you kind of like it a little bit. <laughs> I think he likes that we're, uh, that he's our fact checker. I don't know. Jay, do you like being our fact checker? Let us know. He likes being talked about. He's like, thanks for the shout out. Yeah, let us know. So um, I was reading this article from Daily Mail, and it was um, posted on the 11th of this of last year. 
Uh, no, it was posted on the 18th of this year. Mm-hmm. So, a mother captured a man with his pants down, allegedly touching himself, <laughs> as he watched young school children playing nearby. Oh, my God. The man was seen sitting in the grass near Caring, Caring Bar North Public School in Sydney South on Friday. So, I guess in Australia. He was photographed by a concerned parent who immediately notified the police. In the pictures, the man's pants are clearly pulled down. You can see his tuchus. Where? Oh, sorry. Oh my god! His pants are clearly pulled down. They are clearly pulled down. In one of the images, he is seen looking towards the oval where the children were playing at the time. In another picture, he appears to be looking directly at a woman taking the picture. The mother who photographed the man has also shared the image to Facebook warning others of the incident. This sicko was photographed on Friday behind whatever public school with his pants down touching himself while watching school kids, she wrote. It was immediately reported to the police, and I am unsure why NSW police have failed to alert local schools. So Daily Mail in Australia has contacted the police and the school and the news department um, to see if they could get any comment, but nothing came back yet. So, Nobody can try to find out who this guy so is. So I'm wondering, though, because this is this, like, a, really a pervert, or is this just somebody with mental disability who's who needs medicated? Like, I, I'm confused as... I don't know, but I mean, how did they not... Like, I would have run over and started beating his ass. Like, seriously, I would have lost my entire mind on this guy. Like, I have... Like, this right. is why I'll probably die, because somebody's going to shoot me. Or something, because I have, like, no way of controlling myself when I see something like that. Yeah, as mothers, we, we would immediately go on the defensive to protect our children. But she didn't. She just took a picture and then, like... Complained about it. And complained about it. She didn't round up the children or notify the school at that moment in time. She's like, let me just take a picture of this guy jacking off the small kids and then let's just bitch right. online. She did notify the police, but, like, you've, you're you not taking away his object of affection right now. Right. So he's still looking at the children. Right. And I, I just feel like she handled it not the best way. Maybe she froze. Because you know how some people say that you freeze? I guess. You know, or something? Like, I don't know. Like, I don't want to, like, necessarily judge her because I hate that thing where, like, now you're victim shaming. What? I just found Florida. You have a Florida one? I have a Florida. Florida. I have a Florida one. Do you have anything <laughs> before I do it? Because I'm going to save it. Save well, you. I have like a really interesting one that I've been forgetting to talk about. Well, it's you talk old. about that one and then we'll do this one. But it's it's really old. But I was like, oh my God, it's just so weird and I can't imagine it. And then I have another one, which I don't know why I didn't mention anyway, because you're talking about space aliens and I got something else for that. So I can come back to that after that. But, so this is, like, really, really old, and it made its rounds again, and somehow it landed with me, but it's from February 20, 2014. Oh, that is long so ago. So it's, like, really old, but it was long, on Time. long time ago. Yeah, but it's just on Time Magazine. Uh-huh. Excuse me, an article they posted, so I'm like, what do we want to call that? The granddaddy of... <laughs> well, yeah, because I don't yeah. think Time is a thing anymore. I don't really think they do Time Magazine anymore. Yeah, they do. I thought they still did People, but they didn't do Time. Yeah, Time Magazine's like that big one. That's like the... Yeah, but I thought that they printed their last... Did they? I don't know. I don't know. Well, I don't Jay, know. can you figure out if Time Magazine's still a thing? Thanks. <laughs> He's going to be like, I need a full-time job just to <laughs> fact-check these bitches. But it says, Dan, Dead Man Kicking. 
Mississippi man wakes up in funeral home right before embalming. What? Thank God. Embalming. I mean, it got that far. I'm like, what the fucking shit? You know how long it takes? Like, when I worked as a nurse and in the ER? Like, I mean, it's like... There's a process. Oh, process. Like, that's that's a couple days, I think. But by, by the time they embalm him, I'm like, how the hell? So it says, a Mississippi funeral home says it found a man alive and kicking in a body bag. Oh, my God. Jesus Christmas. Hours after the coroner pronounced him dead. All right, so I guess it wasn't that long. Because here in Delaware, that's a couple days. So Walter Williams was pronounced dead Wednesday night after his pulse stopped. But funeral home employees found him trying to kick through his body bag Thursday morning. Eddie Hester, Williams' nephew, said, fri- said Friday that Williams is in the hospital and breathing without the help of a respirator, but is too weak to talk. It's a miracle, he said. I don't know how long he's going to be here, but right now he's here and the whole family is glad. Williams started to move right as the funeral workers were getting ready to embalm him. He was rushed to the hospital and is now in good condition. The coroner said Williams' pacemaker must have stopped working and then restarted, which could explain his pulse stopping. Questions. I I looked around for a follow up to this and found nothing. And I'm like, how does nobody follow up to this? Like, seriously. But how would he be dead for hours and not have any brain damage or anything, regardless of his pulse stopped? Right. I mean, even if his if his pacemaker did stop, technically he's dead. Like, no pulse. You're dead. You, there's no oxygen swirling around. Right. So you, maybe it was, what the shit? Maybe it was divine intervention. That's right, girl. I know. That's right, sister. I know. Sky Daddy was like, it's not Sky your time. Sky Daddy was like, not today, bitch. Bloop. I know, but I'm like wondering if he does have like an NDE to talk about, like a near-death experience or something. But he's got to be gone by now because he looks ratchet. Like he, like he looks like he's like, fuck, man, I'm back here. Right? You know what I mean? Like I think when I get to be that old and looking like that, I'd probably be a little upset. Like, come on. Like, enough already. I'm done. Like, please, take me home. Country road. <laughs> take me home. You know what I mean? I'd be so pissed I'm back. But I was like, I gotta tell Jamie about this. This is so creepy. Before they embalmed him. That's crazy. Oh, my God. Look at him. Oh. Poor Ed Williams. He was probably like, I'm tired, boss. I'm tired. I'm tired, boss, but I'm more tired and everybody's ugly together. And Or what is it? Everybody being ugly to each other. So everybody's being ugly to each other. And then they're so trying s- to embalm me. So speaking of uh, driving home. Driving. <laughs> 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 that's, that's not even the words, are they? You were Drive just, me home, country road. I don't take, think that's even the words. Take right? me home, country take road. <laughs> I didn't even say the right words. So apparently, oh, oh my God, thank you, Florida. <laughs> this was yesterday. Florida woman illegally drives truck to pick up boyfriend from jail, arrested after police see meth spilled all over her seat. Oh, Jesus. Christmas. This is Newsweek, too, so it's real. It's legit. (laughs) It's the real stuff. A Florida woman, 22, who was arrested this week for allegedly driving a meth-covered truck, told police she was going to pick up her boyfriend from jail. Lois Jean Gleason of Newport Ritchie, was detained by deputies from the Pasco Sheriff's Office shortly before midnight on Wednesday during a traffic stop. During the questioning, police spotted a ripped plastic baggie with crystal substance all over the driver's seat and the floorboard. The deputies quickly identified Gleason as a profilic offender who was known to drive with her license suspended or revoked an an arrest report said. After being asked to step out of the vehicle, a Ford pickup truck spray-painted black 
Police said the woman admitted driving without a valid license and claimed that it would cost $20,000 to get her damn license back. Oh. A search revealed that it had been revoked last August. Oh the my situation gosh. became more serious when the officer looked inside the truck. According to the arrest report, which said that the crystal substance was seized and test positive for methamphetamine, when weighed, the drugs weighed more than 7 grams. I don't know if that's a thing. Um, I'm not, the, I guess, well, maybe they get to have seven grams ooh, without this girl. The defendant claimed <laughs> that the vehicle is not hers, and she took the vehicle when it was already dark just to come pick up her boyfriend from jail. The defendant claimed she was not aware of the substance, substance being spread all over the front seat of the sheriff. The sheriff officer report noted Gleason, who is, listened, who is listed as unemployed, go figure, mm-hmm. was transported to the Pasco jail without further incident. Charged with possession of methamphetamine and driving with a, with a revoked license. Isn't she pretty? Hold on, let me put my glasses back on. Oh, shit. She would have been pretty. Oh, methany. The meth got to her. Methany, methany. The arrest was confirmed using inmate records available online, which said she was booked roughly around 1.30 a.m. yesterday and remains in custody on a $5,150 bond. A charge sheet showed Gleason had been detained more than a dozen times since 2015 when she was just aged 18. Oh, That's a shame. Prior charges, shame. prior charges include a mixture of felonies and misdemeanors, including resisting arrest, drug possession, violation of, deme- violation of a domestic violence injunction, which I guess is a restraining order, right. violating probation and battery. The suspect's boyfriend is, was not named in the police arrest report, which was circulated in the media outlets, including Newsweek yesterday afternoon. Possession of a methamphetamine is a third-degree felony, with, which is punishable by up to five years in prison, five years of probation, and a $5,000 fine, according to the law firm of Richard Hornsby. Last weekend, a Florida man was arrested by the Pasco Sheriff's Office and charged with drug possession and aggravated battery with a deadly weapon after allegedly attacking a woman, um, Fidel Manuel Valet, 34, accused oh, the victims... that's a fancy name, Valet. Right. Accused the victim of stealing thirty-four, stealing $40 before making her strip naked and beating her with a flashlight. Oh, my God. Police found a syringe on the seat and tested positive for methamphetamine. Moral of the story, people, is stay off meth. Meth is bad. Oh. Well, I mean, like you said. Right. We had this woman... This woman was arrested for going through courthouse security with a bag of meth. Oh my <laughs> Jesus Christmas. These I fucking people. love Florida. I mean, and you know what? Some of these people get like really angry. They're like, if I want to do this, I do it to myself. But it's like, again, we were told from kindergarten. Just say no. Just say no. Like, you know, it was always just say no. And it is hard because a lot of these people are like really fucked up and they can't process their emotions and everything else. And they all have some story as to why it happens. Well, a lot of the heroin epidemic is due to over-prescribing opiates from a doctor. Right. And then just saying, okay, you're better, let's take these opiates away. Right. And it causes people to go out, they get sick, they get sick from, and some people can't handle that, and they go out and they do drugs. You know, I know a lot of people who started heroin because of an accident they had. Like my brother, my former brother-in-law, you know. Right swung an axe and was doing work with an axe and right. almost cut his leg off, got addicted to pain pills, later on moved to heroin, but now he's clean and he's married and doing well. Um, Tyler, another one who used to 
take pills to get high as a kid with mm-hmm. everybody else. Him and three other of his friends ended up on heroin. Thank God, you know, Tyler's clean now. But yeah. the it's it's mostly the opiate epidemic is is terrible in this country. I think it's terrible everywhere now though. You know what I mean? Like it's just bad all over the place. And actually it's interesting that um in Butler County, Ohio. So this is from CBS17.com. It started getting passed around because people were saying that it's like an invasion of privacy or something. So, you know, it's, of course, those people that are, like, offended by everything. But in this case, they might be right because it's kind of interesting. I, I want to see what you think about it. So, Butler County, Ohio, a Catholic high school. Remember, Catholic high school. So, it's probably a private school. And Butler County, Ohio will begin drug testing students in 2020 as part of a new health and wellness initiative. Baden High School or Baden High School and is in the Archdiocese of Cincinnati. According to Fox 19, the students were told about the policy in a school assembly this week. The school says a critical component of student success is to remain drug-free. Given the great pressures our students face, now is the time to take an even more aggressive stance against the threat of, a dr- of drug use. So that's what they're saying. On so their they're trying website. to drug test the students. Mm-hmm. Um, no, but I'm like everybody. And how many times? You, but I mean, like, or just the people that you you suspect something might be happening. Like that seems like it would be awfully expensive to drug test everybody. Or does it? Your parents got to take you or your, something. Your parent, you probably have to go to your doctor and get a drug test. Well, it says if a student tests positive, the policy requires their parents to be notified. That's why I'm like, what? And the student evaluated by a professional before testing again within 90 days. So they're already, like, coming up with all this crap that they need to do. But I'm like, I don't understand how, first, it would be beneficial to do it to every student you have. I mean, how large is their student body? Like, there's questions I have that aren't here. But at the same time, um, you can't just do the ones that you think are on drugs because that's discrimination. So if you're going to do it... But if they're in a private school, it's private school. So it is what it is. Right. So they have their own funding, and they could probably afford the little drug test. But everybody, like, and how often? Like, once a year, twice a year? Because really, like... I don't know. You know, I'm just, I'm curious, like, how they think they're going to do that. It just seems, like, very odd to me. I don't know. I've never heard of such a thing in my freaking life. Oh, I don't know. I'm just, like, I don't know what I would think if somebody, like, if our school system was, like, hey, we're going to start drug testing all the kids. Like, imagine every kid at, like, the high school that Christopher Johnson goes to, all those kids, or, like... The one Lexi goes to. Right. Like, like we could, as a public school, we wouldn't be able to do it, but a private school has their own private funding and things like that. And if those people on that board are willing to pay for it, then they're going to do it. Yeah. Oh, my God. Your phone is just buzzing and everything else today. That's Harry sending me memes. Is it Harry? Hi, Harry. Hi, Harry. I don't th- he hasn't left us any messages on our SoundCloud lately. No, he's been very busy. Harry um, started a new job with a different trucking company. Oh. He's very happy. He, Harry took his very first flight. You know how he was terrified I of did, flying? I did, I saw that. He did. I haven't talked to him since. I really need to call him. But very proud of you, Harry, for facing your fears. So he's he's doing his thing right now. Harry is doing his thing. And he just... Flying all over and driving all over and everything else. Like, I don't know if I could be on the road like that that much. I don't know how he does it. Like, because me, just being in the car for two hours, my body hurts. Yeah. Now, like, as an old person. Remember earlier you came over, I sat down on the floor Indian style for, like, what, 15 minutes? Right, and then you were like, I can't get up, it hurts so bad. It doesn't hurt. I ain't like it at all. This is not fair. See, I think we should come up and, like, write a book about all the shit they don't tell you. 
Like, I think, for instance, I think I was, I don't know if I talked about it already in the podcast. Did I? When I talked about my, when I was talking to my mom, and she said she was going to, I told her we'll get her a Brazilian butler. Yeah, Did you're I talk get about it, it last yes. week? I can never remember what I told you and what we talked about on the podcast because we talk so much. I'm like, I can't remember what it is. But she's like, there's all these things that they don't tell you and that, you know, retirement is supposed to be like, you know, your golden years and it's a big fat lie. And I'm like, you know what else they lie about? Childbirth. Like, nobody ever tells you what childbirth is going to be like and nobody tells you what it's going to be like getting older. And See, I feel like somebody should write a like a real book to describe. My mother what told it is. me exactly what childbirth was going to be like. She, she told, did. She said it's going to be painful and all this stuff, but they gave. I have a low tolerance for any type of medication. Yeah. I felt a labor pain. Woke up and she was on my chest. So labor was fucking awesome. What do you mean you felt one labor pain? I felt one labor pain. Because what happened? What did they give you? They gave me an epidural. And it knocked you out? And it knocked me out. I slept through 24 hours of labor. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. What? Yes, I did. How do I not know the story? I slept through 24 hours of labor, and I woke up, and she was on my chest. And then five minutes later, there's a picture of Katie and us both sleeping. <laughs> and you went right back to bed? Did, yeah. And it came out. How did you push? Uh, actually, my poor sister, Kira, is not. She's She's like, I'm never having children, and it's my fault. Oh, really? Um, she had one leg with my mother, and Kevin had the other leg, and they basically pushed her out. Like, I woke up to, like, try to push, yeah. but I was so in and out of consciousness that I couldn't stay awake. Oh, my God. So my mother, my sister, and Kevin pushed Katie out. What? By, like, my, pushing my legs up and the nurse pushing right. my belly down. Oh, my God. Uh-huh. I only pushed, like, four times. Wow. No, my mine was. But I didn't feel too. shit. God. No, you know what? I got an epidural with Jonathan. Well, Christopher, I got an epidural, and I just thought I was like taking the biggest crap of my life. Like I literally felt like I was trying to push out a huge, humongous poop. Yeah, and that's it how felt I felt. Like. But I really was pooping all over the place. I pooped all over the delivery table. <laughs> did you really? Yes, I did. And my mother, my mother was a fucking trooper. She just cleaned me up. As I went, she just cleaned me up, and she, it's okay, baby. We got you. We got you. My mother was. The best person I could possibly have in the fucking delivery room with me. Like a nurse wouldn't just do that. My mother didn't need the didn't need the nurse. This is my daughter. I'm gonna wipe her ass if she shits. <laughs> I shit all over the place because they had lost my um. What's that that strep strep B test? Mm -hmm. They had lost mine. It was negative. Turned out, but they pumped me so full of antibiotics that my feet were swollen and everything else. So I had all these antibiotics going through me. So I was just pooping. No, I don't, I don't, I and mean, I might have pooped. I and my know, mother was, tell you. my mother was cleaning me up. Baby, you're fine. You got this. Kira was practically hurling on one side. Kevin <laughs> was hurling on another. It was, next thing you know, Katie was there. And I had a child. And I held her and I said, oh, aren't you pretty? And we both fell asleep. Oh, my God. So, like, Katie could not even be bothered about that. She was like, well, look, I'm tired. I've had enough. I'm going to bed. I'll see you in a little bit. Right. And I won't expect to be breastfed because, as we remember from the last well, episode, I tried to we didn't want to. <laughs> I tried to no, I tried to breastfeed Katie, but um, I didn't have enough iron, and she didn't have enough iron, and it, I was just making her sick. And uh, she, when she was born, she was six one, so she was already very tiny. Right. Um, by the time we left the hospital, she was five ten. She wasn't gaining any weight, and then by the time we realized that it wasn't working, she was like almost five five pounds. So it was. Oh, God, she was losing weight like that? She was losing weight, so so I had to switch to formula. My sister, Carrie, saved my daughter's life because I had no clue what was going on. Really? K 
Carrie was like, all right, we're going. We're going to get her some iron fortified formula, and this is how we're going to do it. And well, why didn't the doctor notice? Or she hadn't been well, yet. She hadn't been yet. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Oh. oh, my God. I know. They gave me an epidural with Christopher, and it was fine. And then with Jonathan, he was sitting breech, or he did something, and it still hurt. And they had the epidural in, and it hurt so bad. And I was just like, oh, my God, it was one of the worst pains of my entire life. And finally, the doctor, like, literally shoved his whole entire arm up my hoo-ha and flipped him. And that hurt, too. Yeah, Katie was born what they call steady side up. Yeah, that's what Jonathan was going to try and come out like. Yeah, so she yeah. wasn't facing downward. Right. She was facing upward. Right. So she, we were in the hospital a couple of days because yeah. of that. Well, he ended up being able to move him. But I remember how painful that was. But, I mean, I just imagine a grown man's arm all the way up into your hoo-ha. Yep, I don't remember Like, it's any... not as fun as what they say on porns or something. Nope, pregnancy was the worst experience of my life. I threw up for nine whole months. Oh, my Labor, God. Labor, I'll do it again. Labor was easy-peasy, lemon-squeezy. I don't know. Now, I look at poor Beth. I mean, look at Beth. Like, before she had dill, like, she was kind of fine. And now she's got, like, her lupus is flared up and everything else. And I'm like, fuck that shit. Uh-uh. I don't think it has anything to do with the baby. Well, no, but she didn't have any of those issues until until she got pregnant with him. Well, I mean, know. she probably had it low-key anyway, but because of the strain on her and her, ad, like, advanced her. maternal age, in quotes, or whatever, I think it just, you know, did whatever it did. But, I mean, that was, like, rough watching her go through that. And I know I would go through something very similar. And she is, like, the best mom in the whole entire world of this kid. She was, like, Little Miss Party. And now she's all about Little Miss, like, Raisin Dill. It is, like, so adorable. I can't stand it. But I'm like, I would probably be as bad, if not worse, than that. Like, because I just, I can't handle being pregnant. I just can't even fucking imagine. Anyway, we went on, like, a whole fucking tangent. Yeah. But I thought this was kind of interesting. So, girls form an all-female Scouts BSA troop in Pearlin, Texas. A what? It's an all-girls Boy Scout troop. Oh, so it's Girl Scouts. They just do Boy Scout things. Yep. Just call it a Girl Scout troop. I know. I'm like, okay. God, you fucking well, a people. It's a. <sighs> yep, it's one of those things that are like really interesting. Well, you never hear about the little boys wanting to join the Girl Scouts. It's always the girls that. Well, now they're not the allowed Scouts. to be called Boy Scouts anymore. Now they got to be called Scouts BSA. Now are Girl Scouts allowed still anymore. allowed to be Girl Scouts? Yep. That's bullshit. Yeah, something happened where I think the Girl Scouts sued somebody or something. I don't know what it was, but it says Troop 4640 performs the same task as any group of Scouts. They camp, earn merit badges, and even participate in axe throwing. But this group is unique because it consists of only girls. I wanted to join Scouts BSA because my brother has been in scouting for a very long time, and I've always loved the things he's done, said Brenna Tate, a 13-year-old member of Troop 4640. I've always just wanted to go camping and, in general, learn about the outdoors. So... They decided they were going to do that, so now they're. Well, that's good. I think that I think that they should get rid of Girl Scouts and Boy Scouts and just become Scouts. Well, I just all together. Like some some kids are going to want this, and some kids are going to want that, and some kids, you know what I mean? Like I understand like the need to sort of stay up with the times or whatever, and some kids don't want to do the silly little things that we used to do when we were in Girl Scouts. And if you want your own little specific Girl Scout thing where you want to teach, you know, cookie badges and things like that, and. And, and you don't want to teach them, you want to teach them, like, sewing and sh- home economics. By all means, form a little club. But I feel like there's been so much over the years where girls want to be Boy Scouts and they want to do the same things that the boys mm-hmm. do. They want to go fishing. They want to, yeah. you know, tie knots and, and, and work with bows and arrows and things like that. Right. 
And I don't feel like they should be excluded from that. Mm-hmm. But make it one big, gigantic organization. Make it where everybody can just join. Everybody can join. And you sell cookies one part of the year and that awful popcorn that nobody buys in the second part of the year. <laughs> like, like, Girl Scouts are kicking Boy Scouts fucking butts, butts in that, that selling things. But if they all There's work together... Cookies. Those cookie cookies are such a ripoff too. By the way, remember how big they used to be? Oh my god, they used to be big, and those the rows used to be so much longer. They are so tiny now. Right, and you get like ten fucking cookies for five dollars. And the Samoas used to be able to pull them up, and the caramel would like drip. Right, and that's not like that anymore. Like the the only good cookie they have left is the tag along. Oh my god! So last year, Roger went and bought like. 10 boxes or whatever. Paco gets like 40 boxes a freaking year. Yeah, he buys like a shitload of them. So he buys them all. He saves two. And they were the, the kind, they're chocolate with the peanut butter and the cookie in it. That's the, the tag Is that a tag along? Okay, yeah. So that's really good. I always like the Thin Mints. I always like those and I like those. So he, he takes a bo- or two boxes of tag alongs and he sticks it up in his closet. Now in his bedroom, he's got two closets, like a his and a her. So, and the his side, it's all the way at the very, very top, all the way in the back, because he doesn't want these girls to come find his shit. And I blame him, because I need a hidey hole now, too, because I can't have shit in this house without these fucking kids eating everything. How about in tampon boxes? I know, right? Put them in, or like, you know, put them in, like, if it's in freezing, like, put it in, like, a pea bag or, like, yeah, anything a vegetable, vegetable bag or something, because my kids like... won't eat it. So, he hides it up there. Well, I go in there, and I find them. So, I take them down, and I start eating them. And he's like motherfucker i said like i hide them from the girls and now my girlfriend's eating them and i'm like sorry but i'm not really sorry but i only ate like three of them like out of the whole box but it was just so funny because he's like i hid them and now you found them and you're eating them from my id spot paco will buy from anybody that's selling them and he'll buy from like three different states (laughs) to get like the different ones and i buy i buy from Lori's little girl i buy from morgan and Paco will buy 17 boxes of Thin Mints, and we'll have them all year round. They'll be, like, in the freezer. Oh, really? Like, and it, I love Thin Mints, he, man. He loves them. And I'm, I'm a tag-along girl. Yeah. I, I prefer the tag-alongs. But when he buys, like, 15 boxes of that, he'll buy, like, a box of tag-alongs. And I'm like, <laughs> what are you doing? I'm like, what, what are you crazy? You, what is wrong with you? What if I want Girl Scout cookies in, like, February? <laughs> you know what Roger said? He was like, you're going to be like Howard Stern. And I'm like, I don't think so. No, he was like, no, where you like talk about our business and I'm going to be like Robin calling, or not Robin, but whatever his wife's name was, calling in going, why are you talking about our shit again? Oh, I know. <laughs> I, I, I tell, I tell everybody all the time. And like me and Fitz were talking about it um, the other day. I was like, I talk about Paco all the time. And Paco was like, what? And Fitz was like, yeah, all the time, dude. <laughs> She's always talking about things that are going always. On. So we must be like the female version of Howard Stern because right. we're constantly spilling tea. You are the spillingest tea person I, I know because you don't give a shit. I, don't. I do give a shit. If you ever hear something where it feels weird that it went from one thing to the next, it's because I edited it out because I'm too much of a pussy to let it sit out there. <laughs> where Jamie's like, I don't give a fuck. I'll do reconciliation <laughs> corner. I'm not changing shit. I'll apologize next week when they yell at me. I know. Where I'm like, I think I went on a tangent about a couple different things once that I knew would like get me in big trouble. And I'm like, oh, I better fix that. So in two of them, there's only two though, because now I got better knowing, okay, I better just not say it at all because I suck at editing. Right. 
So, yeah. So, if you ever hear that in the two of the episodes, it's because I said something I did not want to have Reconciliation Corner for because I don't know that I could have gotten out of that corner. <laughs> no. I love Reconciliation Corner. I, I like to know that people are paying attention. Like, so when they're yelling at me for something I said, at least I know they're listening. Oh, God. I got. I think I need to take it a members all, too, now. We went to Moe's. Right. For lunch today. And like what it like old people say, it's repeating on me. It is. It's coming. It's, it's repeating. It's repeating. So let me tell you how <laughs> this repeating. fucking guy that was making my thing, I got something called oh, the wrong oh Doug. Oh god, it was so funny. And I said <laughs> I, I told him what I wanted and I said <gasps> only a little bit of guacamole. And he put like the biggest glob. The biggest glob of guacamole on there. And then another glob. Like and a little he, bottom glob. Then he did it again. And I was like, oh my God. I turned turn around laughing so hard. And then he put this white stuff, this white queso sauce all over it. And I didn't want that. Like all I wanted. Was cheese. Was regular cheese. Was regular cheese. A little bit of pinto bean. Some ground beef. A very little bit of guac, because the guac had a jalapeno in it, which is what oh. was really messing with me. A very that light layer of, of guac, and a little bit of sour cream. Like, that's all I wanted. And this guy, like... Oh, more sour cream? Is that what you said? More sour cream? This guy made the sloppiest thing, and I was like, I'm not happy with this. Like, this is not what I wanted. This was sadness. I did I the best know, I could with here? This was sadness. This is terrible. I laugh my ass off because you're like, go light on, go light on the guac. And he's like, glob, glob. I turn around. <laughs> I was like, no, a, a little bit. He heard me say a little bit. I don't he think he liked us because he, he was care. like, he was like Middle Eastern and I don't think he liked us too much. He was fine. He was like fucking white women. He <laughs> was fucking not. white women American. He was not. He was, I felt he, like he it a little bit. He was very friendly to me. He was overly friendly with the guac. Overly friendly. Now, I told him, I was like, I don't want that chicken. There was only, like, scrapes on the bottom, and it had looked like it had been there for a week. So I was like, is there any way you could get, like, more chicken from the back or something? And he was like, this is chicken over here. And he, like, pointed to something else, and I'm like, I think he ended up giving me pork. He totally did. He was like, I ain't got time for this shit. I, <laughs> I know. I don't think he didn't like women in general. I just think, I think he, he didn't like me. He, I don't think he liked his job. He's like, <laughs> he was, like, 50-something years old working at Moe's. <laughs> He was probably like a fucking doctor. He was tired of everybody's shit. He's like, here. He's like, God, when I was in the Middle East, I was a fucking doctor, a surgeon. I come over here and I got to work at fucking Moe's. Poor guy. Oh, no. Because he did. He looked like he was sick of everybody's shit that day. He 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 was was sick of life. He didn't have a fuck left in him. He had no guy. But I mean, and his accent was very, very thick, which, I mean, I don't mind. I'm glad, you know, hey, come to our country, be profitable, whatever you got to do, right? Like, I'm not one of those people. Um, But his accent was so thick, it was very hard to speak with him. And I used to do transcription for years, so I had many, many people, like all different dialects, and I even had trouble hearing him. And usually when you're listening to them and you got to transcribe what they're saying, like those doctors, but I mean, I had Russian, Middle Eastern, Chinese, like I had them all, and they're all like straight off the boat here, and I never had a problem, but now it's like in person, Can't, it's weird. I have a hard time with it. He apparently had a hard time with me too, because a little bit of guac. <laughs> Well, then I said, and don't forget our chips, because they had our chips. Oh, my God, Daniel was so upset, because apparently he didn't give her enough chips. He gave her plenty oh of chips, no. by the way. He, I said, oh, I want to make sure we get our chips, because we're supposed to get them with everything. And there's been times I've been there, and, and I didn't get them, because I didn't realize you're supposed to. So I said, I just want to make sure we're getting our chips, because we were checking out, and there was no chips. And so he put his little scoop in there, and pulled out, like, four chips. There was so many. 
chip. There was plenty. You had it plenty was not of chips. Plenty of chips. I gave her you my got chips. Way more chips than I got. He liked me way more than yes, I liked because you. Because I didn't tell. Well, yeah, because I was the one who said, "Can you please go in the back and get more chicken?" <laughs> no, bitch. this chicken looked Here's like bullshit. Pork. I know. Oh my god. So then he was like, "You'll get your chips." Oh yeah. <laughs> He's like, "You'll get your chips." All right. Like, come on. Give me the motherfucking. Is it, we t- wanna... is it time? I. Oh my god. Did we already spend another hour doing yeah. this? Holy freaking crap! Really? Yeah. Wow. It's, it's fifty nine minutes. It and is 19 dark. Nineteen seconds. Oh my god! It's dark at like three o'clock over here. Yeah, now. but we I have, have, have enough place in Alaska. I have things we to do today, so you um, ain't got shit to do besides go home and watch Disney Plus. If, if yes, I'm watching um, Disney Plus. Actually, right now I'm still watching Wonder Years on Hulu. Are you still on Wonder yes. Years? Yes, it's fucking awesome. Is it? I'll have to check so, it out. It's so good. Like it, it gives I you the same warm show. fuzzies as it did when you were younger. Really? Yeah. Oh, you wanted to talk about Disney Plus real quick. You want to talk? Um, real quick? we could talk about that next time. I, I, sure? I'm ready to wrap it up and go home. Okay, well, look, so, real quick, we were going to do, we were going to talk about the, um, the Northeast Maryland site. Yeah. But there was, like, nothing on there. They're, like, not being very moory lately, so we didn't want to yeah. talk about it on this podcast. Yeah, I'm, I'm very disappointed, and I'm about to let them know. We're going to wait and see, like, when the next one, like, pops through, and then they'll be like, oh, we've got something good here. Yes. Yeah, but anyway, so, but I guess in, well, we love you, Hudson Valley, and if anybody has anything that they want us to look at and talk about on the podcast... Please write into us at straightfromthenet at gmail.com. Or find us on Facebook at straightfromthenet. That's right. Because we really are only fuck with Facebook. I think we're like. Yeah, I don't even do Instagram. People. Instagram kind of annoys me. I don't know what to do. I can't. It doesn't feel as like home like Facebook no, does. No, it doesn't. I know. But anyway, on that note, we're going to sign out today. And we will see you on Wednesday night on the Hudson Valley WMLD. And on Sunday on our SoundCloud. And thanks so much for giving us your support. We love you guys. We love you. Okay, bye. Bye. bye.